This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty! Carrie Ann, I'm excited about uh, our podcast today because not only do i get to sit next to you but one of my heroes the one the only the only pj ojahoman in the house tj good to see you brother (laughs) it really truly is tj always good to be here the teaching realtor yes okay and i was just talking earlier that there's two edges to that sword his when he embraced that idea i thought now there's there's somebody who's not afraid of work. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who sees the value of starting with the foundation of someone's learning and trust and, and, you know, for future business, it may be tougher on the front end, but it's, it's like forever business because he does such a great job t- teaching them. Well, in the meantime, he also is adding to his team, has added to his team, some newer folks mm-hmm. and spends unbelievable amounts of time with them, training them, making sure they're doing things right. So, mm-hmm. You know, if, if if our industry is guilty of anything, guys, it's there's not enough training and not enough teaching and not enough that kind of attitude of service, you know, to really honor the experience, especially of a newer person. And so, TJ, you feel that really, really well. Thank you, Thank brother. Thank you, sir. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you have a heart of gold and you're very humble, um, but, you know, you did the right way. So, you know, being in this business 20-something years, you see a lot of real estate agents, and they're all amazing. You bring a different spin. And, I don't know uh, if they're all amazing. I'm sorry. I'm not okay. sure they're all amazing, but <laughs> we'll leave that there. This is why we work there. so well together. This is why we are together. We yeah. are one money. Um, I think there's always something good with everybody. But what I'm saying is you bring, kind of, not to say a different Bambi's spin. is Bambi's mother that said that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Or no, she said, if you don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> but I love that. And we'll talk a little bit about it too. TJ's background. I think sometimes whether you come from a different uh, profession or a different career and then you get into real estate, some of that kind of shines bright. Um, and you were lucky to be, you know, part of something close, you know, a compliment to the real estate business that I think really makes a difference out there and allows you to teach um, at that next level, I think. A lot which, deeper which is, than yeah, the average agent great. probably yeah, can. For yeah, for sure. I, I hear that. That's, yeah. that's, I didn't think about that perspective, but I thought about it from the authoritative point. What we're talking about, guys, is TJ came from the banking uh, mm-hmm. industry. Tell us a little bit about your history, TJ, who, what makes you who you are and and there's there another then there's that other topic i want to talk when we're yeah done with that. i mean uh i am uh um uh, uh, when i graduated lipscomb university uh one of the one of the skills i had was uh, of course leadership I had to be in leadership in a couple of different capacities um and um ultimately um had a very organized frame of mind um and if you're going to be a successful leader, it does help to be organized. Not all leaders are necessarily organized, mm-hmm. but it's definitely an asset. And so um, I, I liked how I looked at information, made assessments, that kind of thing. And so um, ended up when I graduated, I had you know a couple of these skills. I asked somebody, I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm looking for a job, you know. And uh, he said, hey, you want to get into you know, car dealership industry, uh, 
selling cars uh, for Lexus or you want to go to banking and make a steady two-week paycheck for a little bit. And I said, uh, let's take that two-week paycheck. And, and we actually, <laughs> right. uh, I needed something guaranteed at that point. I didn't know much about sales uh, at that capacity. And so um, we ended up going into banking and uh, learned a lot in that industry after about four to five years and then left uh, transition into working for a property management firm as a director. Um, and then left and came, uh, had a real estate license already with that firm, and then came and said, let's let's do real estate full-time. So that's, that's probably one of the best backgrounds you could have, probably. You it, it, yeah, I mean, everything has connected. Mm-hmm. I will say I, I haven't gone rogue with what, what my career, everything kind of, every, every uh, career dynamic has been advantageous sounds a lot better than mine going from factory worker to realtor and there's not quite the not quite the smooth well transition. it worked out for you baby I, yeah. So, yeah. years <laughs> later years later it worked out oh yeah well, that's that's interesting so with that said tj with that perspective that you have which is uh, honestly i honor that and and uh, anybody who's coming from that kind of background uh of the banking part of it because you understand numbers a lot better than a lot of us do Mm. What what is your perception of here of 2024? Let me give you the you know the the thousand dollar question right out of the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your uh, and this is going towards you know this where our audience is other real estate agents, and so don't worry about the consumers. I think we can just go ahead and be real. I don't mean don't <laughs> worry about the consumers. That's all that matters. But my point right. is let, let's you know let's not sugarcoat it totally. I mean I'm all about being positive. Don't get me wrong. I think we have kind of got through the worst of the market from the roller coaster side of things. Now, obviously, you know, the mortgage moratoriums have lifted. We've also seen um, the student loan um, uh, deferment be removed. So we'll have to see how that those shifts play out and, and what the market looks like. Um, employment has definitely um uh, the unemployment rate has definitely decreased. So we're seeing a little bit of stability. You have contrary opinions right now that there's a bubble waiting to burst and that, you know, we're coming in for a soft landing. And in economics, we, we don't ever know until it really happens. Everybody can only make a projected forecast. Um, yeah, but, the, the exper- our, we, all we know is what, where we've been. Right. And it seems so obvious that we just would have known where we're going. It would have been so much easier than just... Because yeah. when we make decisions based on where we've been, sometimes those aren't the best decisions. Correct, you know? correct. And I think sometimes, too, everybody's waiting for a big bang. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about 2008 is that that's what, you know, my generation and generation, that's what they think troubled economies look like. It's just this loud, big you know, the sky's falling situation. Mm-hmm. And we've had dozens of recessions mm-hmm. since we've established the Federal Reserve. So it's not it's not anything new for our economy, the way our fiat system is set up. And so um, I don't think there's a big bang. I think there were a lot of shifts that happened. There was some undertone with data. Um, but I think going into 2024, uh, I think um, – the market definitely what, what has happened is there's been a significant separation uh, in contrast to household income and inflation. I think there's been a major gap that's opened up and I think we've created a bigger poverty window mm-hmm. in all honesty. Um, but well, you consider that you've got to make six figures in order to buy a house. 
exactly yeah, well and 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 you can make less but the 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 reality is if you're going to buy a home put down a reasonable payment and still save and still pay off debt yeah yeah and that takes about six figures and and i think it's always interesting you know and and uh we, you know we we have a there's always kind of the battle of the sexes where, you know, there's a conversation back and forth between, you know, what, 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 you know, should men pay for all the bills and should women help out and should they not this, that, and the other. And it's like, hey, you guys, you know, making an assessment based on um, economies from the 70s, 80s, things like it's just so different now. Everything is incredibly different. It uh, really takes um, a very strong income with very little debt or two incomes to make things happen in the current real estate market. Um, but um, but all in all, I think, you know, the real ride was 23. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's projections that going into the spring and summer, Fed is going to start pulling back on rates. Um, and so we'll see how that plays out. And if that um, now, pulling back does not mean slicing in half or anything like that, but uh, we'll see how that plays out to everybody's favor as things kind of ease up. Do you feel like the uh, election year will play a role in that? I think that does. I think kind of once we get over that hump and we kind of see who the new president is, um, that will kind of give investors on Wall Street more projections to make. And I, and I think we'll see people get more um solidified in in, in, in which direction they want to go. So yeah, that's definitely gonna help when that noise cools down. Uh I think right now kind of more so looking at like a holding pattern uh until all that all that uh uh transpires. Cool. So yeah. So Miss Carrie Ann Sear, uh world famous number one <laughs> mortgage professional in the universe. I love you. Um <laughs> any thoughts on that topic and before we go on to the next one. Yeah I think you're on to something. I mean I think we talk a lot about affordability and comfort levels. You know, what I see is there's an interest. There's there's people that want, they take apps, and then they kind of fizzle only because they're not as comfortable, right, with, with that monthly payment. And so I think, you know, kind of talking in bigger terms, like, you know, we talk about minimum wage numbers. We talk about, you know, this this industry is used to making blank, right? That industry is used to making blank, you know, has that shifted, you know, with, with the times. Um, yes. In sales, if you're good um, and there was a time you didn't even have to be good and you could make a lot of money. Right. Um, but Monty's words, an untrained <clears throat> monkey. Yeah. But going back to the song, right. More money, more problems. I do think right. sometimes depending, right. There's some people that got excited, right. They did make more money, mm-hmm. which meant they spent more, right? right. Uh, the car in the driveway might be a little fancier and, or the cost of cars. I went and just look for another truck, you know, for our family to kind of shift. And I was like, I'm sorry, you want what for yes. what, you know, and you think back, Oh, three when I bought the first exact same truck, you know, type of thing is yeah. a little different in price. So yeah. yes, all that, sh- you know, shifts, but, um, until we see that changing, I do think that new home construction, we hear a lot of, um, builders and talk about that, right. The cost of lumber, the cost of this, the cost of being creative, blah, 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 all the things, the price of those homes, you know, keep, and if there's demand, it just goes back to that crazy cup. Do you have that cup? Please don't tell me you have that cup cup. There's a cup. You have the cup. You know what I'm talking about. I don't. Your wife doesn't have the cup, <laughs> the Stanley cup. Ah, yeah. Okay, so going back to that, but that's a whole discussion, right? In itself, <laughs> genius, right? Genius. That company has been a hundred, hundred years company. 
focused on the man, mm-hmm. all the things. Yeah, they saws shift, and hammers. And, yeah, yeah, they shift, right, mm-hmm. um, to an idea of changing their color scheme and focusing on, you know, female audience. And then guess what? They focused on the teenagers, and then the teenagers became the 10-year-olds. And my kid's coming home saying, Mommy, I need a Stanley. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, right? Because <laughs> that's not an interest <laughs> to me. But that right there, you went from a cost of a certain mm-hmm. cup. It's a cup that holds a liquid, that actually hurts my wrist because it's too big. Yeah. But it um, <laughs> went from this price to that price to that mm-hmm. price. We saw that in real estate. I mean, people mm-hmm. were selling, I, I taught a class uh, today. People were selling ugly homes, like ugly homes, right? Mm-hmm. That needed so much work for fifty, dollars $100,000 over. Now mm-hmm. those ugly homes just sit, right? Because they're ugly, you know, mm-hmm. in, in technical right. terms. So right. um, as things shift around interest rates come down just a little the demand you know will continue to grow we'll probably be right back where we are um it's only going to continue to go 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 right um and um i There's do feel growing. like we need to get the the affordability and, and the income levels kind of squared away to help more for sure the growing number of people who would i mean the thing about it is uh, that I've always rested in is right now so around somebody's kitchen, somebody's deciding they need to buy or sell real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, every it's constantly happening because life is happening because babies are being made or because divorces are happening. Or, I mean, you're looking at somebody who has sold homes, uh, third generation, you know, being passed down as the family realtor um, because life is continuing to happen. So we have that in our favor. Mm-hmm. And I think right now, even though some of those folks can't exercise maybe what, because they're not comfortable or whatever, that, that need doesn't going away. You know, that, that wall is building that, that willingness to drive further out of town is, has increased of course, because of the affordability factor, but mm-hmm. anyway. well, I, I mean, I, I would speak to this. I mean, <clears throat> Here's the thing. After after we had three years of kind of an intense shift in the economy from COVID on, um, when it comes to housing market, it, it we're not going back to nine hundred dollar payments. Mm-hmm. We're not going back to. Um, I mean, HOAs are more prevalent than ever. That's going to add to everybody's cost. Um, uh, a lot of cities and municipalities are saying, "Hey, we need to." Uh, Nashville Increase had a taxes. huge mm-hmm. jump in property taxes. Mm-hmm. The reality is this: is that um, Home ownership is now going to be for the financially prepared. It is no, you're not going to squeeze into it. You're not going to, you know, I've, ha- I've had to, one of the conversations I've had more than ever in my last six months of consultations mm-hmm. is we need to strategically look at how to get your income up. I hate that because what I've always said was we need to master your income. You mm-hmm. need to do better with how you're managing it and let's clean up some stuff. Okay. Saving, In reality, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, getting rid of different mm-hmm. silly debts and expenses. But now the conversation is significantly more towards we need to, we need to tell me how long have you been at this job? Mm-hmm. Okay, have you thought about a promotion? Have you thought about looking at competitors? Have you thought about getting some kind of certification? Have you thought about moving into management? Wow, yeah. we, we're having those conversations because if I got people that well, I, I just like this, you know, kind of right in the middle of the road job, and I like to stay where I'm at, and this that, and and I said, well, we've got math has got to make sense, but then you have a higher demand for single family. One you've had before. I don't know what the thing is. It's a conversation itself about issues with townhomes and condos, but they they get a bad connotation, even though they're more affordable. Um, But you're looking at the single family home market. People want the single family home, which is your premium product. 
Sure. Um, so I think we have greatly shifted. And I think the hope is to the everyday consumer, let this market crash so that I can breathe again and I can I can get back to those back in the day prices where I, I should have tried it anyway mm-hmm. and i didn't right so. in the word of affordable housing i'm on a lot of you know the the committees or groups you know where they come together and mastermind you know mm-hmm. with affordable housing right <clears throat> what's affordable housing right i mean at the end of the day right what used to be affordable housing is now not and the people you know were pushed out right because mm-hmm. of investors and different things i right. do think it takes a stance and a strong stance for us to write in our um our bylaws etc within the communities Mm -hmm. that there shouldn't be i know you and i want to sell the houses but we should open up the door to allow more people the opportunity to get in within right because if not the the investors will continue to push those prices up that's just my opinion but i think investors have said you know we can't i mean for what you guys are charging us for the dirt we can't make them affordable uh, yeah, that's you know, the other part. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that that's the thing. I think investors that, that might be interested in those projects when the cities make those proposals to different mm-hmm. contractors, it's like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for us. Now they try to throw incentives, but I think that's the other side too. Is is I think we've gotten so beyond now to where we've we've created this explosion of values. Mm-hmm. Some of it a little fluffed. To wait, and then we try to come back after the damage is done and squeeze in some affordability. And the reality is we should have looked at more sustainable practices before yeah. it got where it was. <clears throat> so. I went to a city council meeting. This was interesting. I, I was there to discuss true affordable housing types mm-hmm. of loans, et cetera, how to serve more of the community, open more doors, all the things. Do you know that it was quite interesting? So much of the community came around and say, don't come to our community right? Mm. Don't bring affordable housing to our community. They considered affordable housing to be a negative, right? Like the days of 150,000 in the Clampets, that doesn't mean, you know, affordable housing, right? right? I mean, there's opportunity, right? Um, The people that were able to purchase in that have been in these communities long-term, they were able to buy in, right? uh, At the lower price. There's no place for anybody to get an opportunity to even swing, you know, at, so, at, and, and get it up to bat. And his, that's mm-hmm. interesting too when you talk about other communities because what when 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 affordable housing was kind of first introduced to what we know today by the FHA mm-hmm. years ago, it was originally designed to help with w- wartime veterans who were mm-hmm. coming back to have housing. There was not enough housing for them, so they developed different communities. Um, to house Mm -hmm. veterans Mm -hmm. what ended up happening was as we saw some racial dynamic shifting um that you know it ended up being kind of like a white flight and everybody got out and said no 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 we don't we don't want to be in we want to go build in the new neighborhoods uh that they're building Mm -hmm. um and get out of the transitional housing that fha has established but they still needed somebody to fill the transitional housing and it ended up turning into lower income housing which turned into projects but originally was designed for affordable housing sure. so you have sometimes that connotation right. that oh you're you're bringing in you're trying to bring right. in low income people here that's going to devalue us not understanding that it's actually a balance to your market mm-hmm. and it actually brings mm-hmm. in a lot of commerce and it actually brings in uh, a lot of different job opportunities so um, i think people have to have a better understanding of what that is mm-hmm. Initially, um, so that they can 
uh, better see that affordable housing can be done in an appropriate way, yeah. in a helpful way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for years, mm-hmm. for years, I've been doing this business a long time. My average loan size for years was two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars mm-hmm. for years. Okay, now that jumped up this past year closer to almost four, just by organically, right? right? right. The I don't look at a two fifty price point to be any less than mm-hmm. my house when I bought and I made good money was two hundred two. Right, mm. two hundred two thousand. Right, it's still that same bones of that home still sits over there today in oh, Franklin. Wow. You get what I'm trying wow. to say? Yeah. So it the that doesn't change who I was, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right, the person that walked into that neighborhood, we got kicked out of that community. Mm. I mean, that builder never got the opportunity to to build in there because of that. Right. I mean, got turned down, turned down to turn. I just th- find that interesting. Um, and this was three times up to bat, I think, with the city council trying to, you know, wow. bring a quality, right? New mm-hmm. construction quality that was at a certain price point that would help welcome, you know, more of the community right. um, and get turned down. So where do you go? If you keep getting turned down, you can't bring the price point down, right? right. Um, and so then you've got builders that are forced to have to continue to build at a certain price point, mm-hmm. you know, and or continue to go because everybody else wants their values to continue to rise. Mm-hmm. The other part of the storyline is, Joe, Sue, Steve, all the people that own their homes have gained lots of equity because of the blessing that we've had over the last couple of years, right? right. So they have all this equity and then their cash is in the home, okay? Mm-hmm. So now they want to go find another home. But they're going to have to find double the price home to get any more than what they currently have, right? right? And so then they nobody wants to take the contingency. We can't pull the money out of the current home. They don't qualify for two homes, right. right? And now, possibly, they had an interest rate yesterday, you know, that was, you know, they think is okay. Everything is, in, you know, relative, right? I mean, mm-hmm. for yesterday, you know, is six today is still okay, right? I mean, right. it's all about the shift of, of the numbers and, and the quality of affordability. But that's the other struggle that we're seeing is we have all these people. I mean, I've got lists and lists. I, there's nothing I can do because I can't sell the current house. And why can't you sell the current house? Well, because it's not as pretty as that one, you know, or, right. you know, there's too much work that needs to, you know, be done. And so we're right back to the situation where people got used to being able to just sell a house without doing much to it. Right. right? right. Um, and so now we've got to kind of, you know, start and peel back that onion and kind of get back. So lots, we could talk for days about, you know, this storyline, uh, right. but it is a, a good one. And you feel, you feel bad for a lot of people because they're not understanding either the, the average buyer today. And we, we talk about this really freely and they're making fun of the Stanley cup. You know, you think it's hard to buy a Stanley cup today, wait to find, buy a, a house in April, right? <laughs> to when be the demand. fair, I did see somebody trying to resell a Stanley cup for 800 bucks. You've got to so, be kidding me. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they're, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. My, my, I don't own a Stanley cup. I do, will never own a Stanley cup. My daughter owns a, <laughs> dupe was that what it's called 2499 it looks just like it it's fine everything is fine um but i do think the demand will come back which is so frustrating because you know what the demand means the sellers don't want to pay much because they think they can make a few other dollars right a few extra dollars Mm -hmm. um and the negotiations may change you know and i hate to ever see more of the folks in other states that have more cash coming in and yeah. kind of pushing out the locals, you know, which right. makes it hard to, which we saw. Think, over the last <clears throat> one thing I'd like to share real quickly on this topic is simply um, encourage people to have a conviction that when you have the opportunity to sell to a homeowner versus an investor, I know we're all wanting to make it smooth and the cash looks better than a, maybe an FHA loan, unless Carrie Ann's in charge of it. <laughs> but um, I've always had that conviction 
that if I have the opportunity, you know, when we ha- we're looking at multiple offer situations, I always leaned on even a lesser amount of money with a, a true homeowner living yeah. there. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's not helping the neighborhood by having too many tenants in it. And I'm, yeah, I understand. I've been a tenant too, you know, many times, but a lot of times tenants don't have the same conviction about taking care of a property. So just be mindful of that. Try, try it when you can. I think, I think as an industry, we're going to reap the benefits of that kind of mindset versus not having it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that dials in. I mean, I do feel confident in my abilities. You know, I know that we end up trusting, you know, certain people, they haven't let us down from a finance standpoint for a long time. Right. Right. Um, For years, couple months a couple years people have just accepted lenders to be lenders they're not all the same real estate agents aren't all the same lenders are not all the same we talked about this right Right. some just throw stuff up against the wall and make it shiny and think it's great getting back to what you're saying is the right loan for a consumer and you're a big someone passionate about this too Mm -hmm. may not be the prettiest so-called loan for a seller it does not make sense for me to force somebody to be in a conventional loan when they can have a lower payment you know and and have lower and less money out of pocket on an fha right Mm -hmm. but fha to some of the real estate agents is a no 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 negative like you referenced in my world it's easy breezy because i know it inside and out right Right. there's a confidence level so Mm -hmm. to go back whether you choose to take loan A or B, I think it's really starts with the confidence level, right? Re readjust the narrative and get back that confidence within whoever is providing that financing. Now I cannot control if the buyer decides to walk ever, right? And I'm good to go on the financing piece. I can't control that. But nor can you control the person who has cash because I've had multiple sales with cash and they've done me dirty, right? Right. And done me wrong. So at the end of the day I think it's here or there. But going back to not just taking any lenders pre approval ask more questions, right? Take the time to look and see and then pick up keywords. You pro- you're great at this, like um, trigger words, right? Well, that means actually something more, right? Because you know the definition. Right. So you already know to ask more questions, right? right. Um, see more of the clues, you know, on the upfront, I think will help many of you, I think, continue. Um, but just taking everybody's finance to be good to go i don't it's not that's not this year for sure i I would i think that's where we've got to get better as agents we've got to get better as agents and understanding how to navigate different circumstances and if you're going to be an agent that only wants to work with cash and conventional buyers that have 20 percent down you're not going to be of service to a lot of these communities you're serving in addition to the fact that it, it really comes off as incompetent that you don't know how to navigate a VA or you don't know how to, uh, as a listing agent, explain an FHA to your, because if I, if, if I'm listing a home and I get an FHA or a VA, we just communicate to the seller. The biggest stipulation with this is, is the appraisal contingency. That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And usually we can navigate it through negotiations, but that's all that means. And when you're able to help now on the buyer side, the loan means a lot sure. more stuff, but even just educating, um, you know, if we can better be equipped. And I think sometimes one, one thing I've understand too, and we got to be careful with this power and you're a realtor and this is what we do every day. Um, and you have somebody that comes to us, they hadn't sold their home for 10 years and they don't do this every day. They really trust us. And when you abuse that trust by causing constant fear for situations you don't like, you don't like personally Mm -hmm. as a professional, 
uh, because I hear agents get on the phone and say things to me before they've even ran it by their client. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, first off, this isn't your decision to make. Have you talked to your client yet before we start giving me your personal mm-hmm. opinion? Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, I think that can be damning to an industry uh, where we're making those decisions instead of making sure that we're educating and navigating. And that's really our jobs. Mm, I love um, that. Navigating. Yeah. (laughs) An educating piece. And that's, and it starts with you and I studying our craft really, really well. Right. Right. Understanding enough to be dangerous because I don't know all things about your contract because you're the real estate agent and I'm the lender, but making sure you connect with partners that get it, understand it, that if a bump happens within the road, which we're in the business of bumps happening oh, on a regular gosh, basis. Yeah. How quickly can we iron out, you know, the situation? How quickly can we pivot? I know you giggle when I say pivot all the time, but I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. How, are you on your toes? Are the people that you are surrounding yourself with on their toes or on their heels? Right. You know, and, and how quickly are they learning to to be prepared for, for the changes? But it takes a village, Right, right to do this business, um, we're blessed for so many that work really closely with a solution mindset. You know, with the idea of we want to move things in a forward direction. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that I hear and I see, and they say it to me, I was just like, "I'm, are we in this business of working together? What are we doing here?" Right. You know, um, this I can't control if Joe, Sue, Steve, whoever, told me something. Mm-hmm. And I approve something based upon it, and I can't get the their employer to reach back out to me. I've done everything I can. Right. Finally, three weeks later, employer comes back to me, and the dates are off. Right. And I can't close something the right. way that yeah. I want to do. Am I just going to be that lender that just says sorry, sorry? You know, it's dead. No, I'm that lender that you trust that knows that she's going to do everything in her power to find a solution because I have a solution mindset. So. Right. Working closer with those folks um, will help all of us within the industry get the folks that should not be in mine and yours out um, and continue to to level up um, all of us. So I think that's a huge win. So, TJ, I want to take a hard left or right turn, whichever you prefer uh, calling it. But uh, something off off this topic, because it's I just Connie and I got to witness one of the more successful Mm, um, uh, client appreciation uh, events that I've ever seen. I'm not, I'm not claiming Classy. to be an expert at it, mm-hmm. but I am saying I saw an expert in action on it, and I'd like to sh- talk for a few minutes. We don't have a lot of time left, but I didn't want to go down that path because it, it was obviously something that I should do a better job at as a as a experienced real estate broker mm-hmm. for my clients, and you put it in action, and I'd, I'd love to hear how do you, you know, how you did it, and uh, and I saw I saw some of the results. I mean, people were thrilled to be there, and, and it was yeah. just an awesome experience. Yeah. So this past December, we hosted our second annual client appreciation event. And when I initially did it, um, it was just like, well, so when I initially did it, it was off of having a really really strong year, and um, volume top this, top that with a couple of different groups, and um, I made some good money. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought about was I said, man, I, I'm really, listen, what I understand is the realtor market is highly competitive. I have somebody coming to me now, clients, that come, I'm thinking about getting my real estate license. This, that, now. <laughs> yeah. It's highly competitive. And we know that as professionals, um, you know, the majority of business is going to be done by a small group of people, mm-hmm. but you have 
a large group of people that eat up one or two deals a year that spreads pretty thin. Mm -hmm. So when somebody chooses me, it really means it's an opportunity for me to be able to showcase my skill. Mm, yeah. It's an opportunity for me to, to, to prove somebody's trust. Mm -hmm. And then also for me to feed my family. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a great honor to be trusted out of 17,000 agents in middle Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so initially that was, it was just a, a, a moment of appreciation that I want to do a, a, just host people and just say thank you for mm -hmm. for you know working with me and trusting me this year mm -hmm. and we had a lot of success with the first one um it was you know and, and just tried to bring different elements to it just to get my clients back together um and then you know when we came back and did a second time um i brought along my my, my larger team now and um we uh executed another one and this one was you got to see a, a one that was even more mm -hmm. um uh uh successful and uh it was just a way to i mean you got to think about it when you sell a home or you help somebody buy a home um you know sometimes that relationship can be transactional if you don't have a um a game plan in place to stay in contact with those relationships mm -hmm. and so when i get calls from my clients kind of out the blue doesn't bother me and they don't have a fear of picking up the phone either mm -hmm. and th that's just kind of one of those things to where um, when you don't get to see those clients throughout, it's just a, a, an excuse to bring them back at the end of the year and say, Hey man, we're still me and you. Mm -hmm. What What's so interesting is I've also worked with other clients before that have said, um, I said, you know, I, they may be wanting to sell their house and I'll go back and look at the previous MLS listing mm -hmm. and I'll see, Oh, this was another agent that sold this. And I, I said, why did you, you didn't call right, your other right. agent back. I ain't heard from them in three years, not five years. I, I ain't worried about them. And and they want to work with me because this is somebody they visibly see from a media perspective. This is somebody they see takes us seriously. Yeah. Um, and so um, that's a way too, once a year at minimum, mm -hmm. to bring somebody back uh, and, and say, reconnect. "I've heard from TJ. Yeah, right. Good to hear from TJ again. Mm -hmm. Good to hang out with him and his family and his team and eat food and fellowship." And so we, we never, the relationship never dies. Right. That's Love the hope. That. So what we did was we brought any client I've worked with, not just from the previous year, but any client I've ever worked with previously, uh, they get an invite to come back and hang with me, uh, hang with the team. We feed them. We gave, we gave away about $500 in prizes, um, uh, door prizes, and we had music. We had live singing. I don't know if you got a chance to hear Shanae. Oh, she's so Holy good. Night. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was just, and then everybody just hung out. It was just a relaxed event mm -hmm. and good food. I'm big on good food and plenty of it. And so uh, we just ha we hung out, had a great time. And uh, I think it's just a really a, a, a unique way to re engage mm -hmm. clients. What, what I watched you in action was to making everybody in that room feel important, you know, feel connected to, feel oh, appreciated. Love that. Now, did you think that doing it over the holidays was a bigger win? Like there was more um, love in the air? I think you know everybody's in party mode <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Around, around December. Mm -hmm. So we tried to stay, you know, 10, 12 days away from Christmas. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we this year, one, one tweak I did was last year, the first year we did it, we had... I think we had on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. and, and so this year I switched to a Friday night so mm -hmm. that people wouldn't have to be stressed about work the next day sure. or things like that. Right. So we got a little bit more traffic, but we had great turnout. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, ultimately, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was um, um, uh, just a uh, unique, what did you say? You said? Yeah, 
Well, what I would say also is what's great about offering an appreciation mm-hmm. gathering, right? Um, love is in the air is what I said. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Share, share in the love. Yeah. But what's great about it is you get to share your love back through the invitation, right? right? So whether right. they can come or not, mm-hmm. you thought of me, you took the time to, I know, put together an event, maybe because I follow you on social as right. your client, right. I can see that I wasn't there but I would have had all that, you know. Right. Uh, so that's another win too, right? right? Having mm-hmm. um, and gathering that. Now, anything you do has to be planned and you're such a good organizer. You're one of the best and Thank budgeters you. too. And I think that comes from your previous, um, you know, world in banking and educating people, right? To make sure that they can qualify and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So planning ahead, I think is key, right? Do right. you put away so much money uh, per transaction? Like do you have a, a you know, a appreciation mm-hmm. budget, you know, so, you put away? Yeah, here's, mm-hmm. here's, here's one way we do it. You know, like I tell you, I always reinvest uh, portions of, of commissions back to business. Accounts. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. one part of it. But here's the other thing we did right one of the things as realtors is that we help folks make a lot of money Mm -hmm. we pass a lot of referrals off Mm -hmm. um, between insurance agents between title companies between lenders uh, between home inspectors we help folks make a lot of money and I like to call those folks Mm -hmm. and say hey listen help you make a good bit of money this year would you be interested in reinvesting back into sponsoring sure. uh, our client appreciation event that we have coming up with some of the clients that work with you. And, um, uh, you know, we, we obviously do the ones that we have good relationships with, but I ended up getting about 75% of the cost covered through sp- sponsorships and partners and, and companies we've worked with. Yeah. Cool. And so I think, uh, I think if you're working with partners and vendors uh, and you have a good relationship with them and you guys do a lot of work together, definitely don't be afraid to have that conversation to say, hey, listen, can we partner together on something? And you'd be amazed. I mean, folks like Carrie Ann, she's big on wanting her agents to win. So anyway, she can get involved right. or, or partner or plug in, something like that. Uh, Monty, I know you've got some folks that, that do the same with you. Um, they want to do it. So you'd be surprised some do really want to do that for you, especially if they own their companies. And so... Um, Ultimately, um, yeah, I just went back and uh, I mean, without much convincing at all, mm-hmm. um, they were absolutely. They know you're serious you about it. Yeah. TJ, I yeah. mean, there's so you take somebody like Carrie Ann, she gets a lot of invitations for helping out, I'm sure. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, and you want to see it is a win win situation that that's. <clears throat> Invest all year round too, right? I right. do think there, um, there's some people that are just takers, um, and then there's givers, there's lovers and fighters, all right. the things. Um, and so, um, there's some great uh, vendors out there that are thinking about. It's a village. We all need to work together, right? right. Um, and and we need to grow. And this year, Monty, what are we doing? We're roaring and soaring together. Roaring in, and soaring. In 24, I love <laughs> 24, it. Yeah. Hey, it's always such a pleasure having you with us. Thank you. Uh, we learned so Glad much. Um, Thank you, and then to have a good, strong conversation uh, with somebody uh, with your expertise is always win. So we're grateful to have you. Thank you. Great job, TJ. Thank you for sharing with us. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We are kicking off the new year. We cannot wait to have you come back all throughout the year because we are roaring and soaring in 24. Welcome back. Uh, Thanks for listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.